Welcome to the Grace Place Weekly Podcast. No matter your size, age, shade, or background, here you'll receive compelling lessons suited to help guide your walk with Christ and your relationships with others. Please join us now for this week's podcast, recorded live from Grace Place in St. Paul, Minnesota. Wow. That'll bring you home from Florida in the middle of February. I miss you. I'm, I'm telling you, I was sick of it. It's going to keep you passing through the fire and the flood. <laughs> right. Yeah, we got a flood Come in my on. house. Hallelujah. I love you. I miss you. I'm glad to be home today. So glad to be with you this um, wonderful Sunday morning. I know you might have heard been some action around the church, and I, I was uh, made aware while I was gone that ice sickles and the snow jammed up, got underneath the shingles of the roof and flooded into the church. Some of you wouldn't know it. They worked here. Rob Schuberg's in the back somewhere. Rob is. He came and Sparky and I talked to him about every hour, every two hours of the night, brought his pillow and slept here and kept the boiler up. The pipes broke in that deep freeze. I, I didn't want to come home then. I'm glad to be home now. But when they said 60 below zero wind chill and the, per, the, uh, the church was just beat up by that weather, you know, and that I'll come to you with more information about it later, but they were vacuuming up water and it was just terrible. And these people worked so hard, Sparky. And I, I, can I just, can we just give a hand? If you weren't a part of that cleanup and if you haven't helped around the building, would you just give a hand to the people that took their time to do that? I thank you so much. It, it was grievous and it, it was a, it was horrifying to me. I also want to tell you how thrilled it is. I'm so thankful to God for the people who carry and do ministry behind the scenes and the people who who stepped into this pulpit while I was away and preached and ministered to you. I heard nothing but good about Jonathan Whitkiss, uh, George. Uh, George Gilmore was taken to the hospital this morning. They think he's got pneumonia. Uh, Wednesday nights, the, the ministry here. The, I just, I'm so thankful. I'm just thankful for the, for the staff, for Rob, for Sparky. Um, I'm going to do three things today in the next 25 minutes. Um, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to bless you, and then I have an idea to show you how to position yourself to, in just a few minutes of your day, receive uh, the word of the Lord and uh, to have a personal relationship with God. And then before you leave, I, I believe that uh, we'll give thanks again to God for his boundless love and wonderful joy that he has given to us. There's a little theme going on here today. Nate started it. Chris preached about it. I was so inspired because it's a part of my thoughts to preach to you, and that is this individual relationship with God. When there are six and a half or seven or eight billion of us on the planet, however many there are, it seems to matter to God about you. You matter to God. 
your peace, whether you have peace, whether you have joy, whether you wake up feeling well in the morning, your well-being matters to God. He worked it out so that you would think properly, so that no matter how bad things were, you would still have peace of mind. And he said, my peace I give to you. I'm going to bless you and give you peace. So no matter how crazy it gets, I remember when the Democrats were in charge and everybody was nuts. I remember when the Republicans were in charge and everybody gets nervous and crazy. I remember when President Trump was elected just like you and people are just about crazy about that. You do? Nate was old. He's old. I, I'm saying to you, we've had financial crisis in our lives. Let me see the hands of you that have been broke. Broke. Yeah, yeah, you've had some. You're personal. Uh, how many of you have had money enough to buy, uh, supersize your fries at McDonald's if you want it? Come on, that's one of the best ways to spend your money. If you've got money, you supersize them, baby. There's not anything better than a McDonald's French fry hot before you get home, in the bag, out. Come on, you know that's a truth. So you've been blessed, you've been healthy, you were young, you, you, know, you know the joy of health. You've been, some of you have been very unhealthy at times. I've had my battles, Terry's had her battles. Um, it seems that God cares about how you think about all of that that you have peace about that. Some of you have had rejection. Some of you have been broken, divorced. Uh, some of you were abandoned as children. Some of you have been abused. Some of you were molested. And all of these things can happen, and it destroys your peace. Sometimes it doesn't take uh, some trauma. You, you just look at something that's got something that you don't have, and it can make your peace go away. Comparison is the enemy of joy. Come on. Come on. I need, a, I need a soprano amen from all the young ladies in the house. Say amen. Because all you do is you look at her and she's skinnier than you and got on a nice new shoe and you're going, ah, I like that. Amen. I heard that from somebody. Some guy in the house. It doesn't take much, does it? You, you make a comparison and suddenly, oh, your joy is just gone. But God seems to care about your joy. He cares about your emotions. Think about that. Not just how you physically are, not just bodily, not your physical body, but actually how you're thinking today. He wants to influence the way you think so that you approach life with a positive, faith-filled, hopeful, uh, you just approach life positively. That's God. Okay? So I want to talk to you about that. I want to, I want to read, let's read a verse or two, shall we? Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. beginning with the 19th verse. Um, the first portion of this is to set us up. Uh, Julie, this is important for you. I was thinking of you when I read this and I saw you here today. I'm glad you're here. But Paul, this chapter is, Paul's talking about his ministry and his right as an apostle to do certain things. And so we're going to start kind of in the middle of that conversation. I'm really going to go to the verse that I'm looking for, but it makes sense. If you begin with verse 19, it says, though I am free, everybody say free. I belong to no man. I make myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I become like a Jew. Look up here just a moment. You need to learn to not judge other people and what they're doing. It'll help your peace if you just won't judge other people because you don't have a clue what they're trying to accomplish, and it may not seem right to you. But Paul said, 
I become like a Jew because I want to win the Jews. Well, somebody could criticize him and say, oh, man, look at you. You've gone back to your Judaism. Well, he said, I'm trying to win the Jews. Leave me alone. I'm free. Somebody say free. To the Jews that become like a Jew to win the Jews, to those under the law, I became like one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law, but I'm under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. I gotta stop there just a minute. Um, Jim Brannon was a guest with me in Florida. He lost his eyesight uh, one year ago, and um, they have repaired his eyes. He's gone through six surgeries, and he could travel for the first time uh, the first week of February. I said, Jim, come to Florida. Come, fly, be with me. And he did. We went golfing together. It was gorgeous, 78 degrees, fluffy white clouds gentle breeze we got done I said Jim it's going to get dark here in about an hour I'm coming back to this golf course and I'm going to fish in these golf course ponds we're going to sneak back in here and we're going fishing in this marvelous place I text my son I said son I'm going fishing in a golf course after dark he said, Dad, you're doing two of my favorite things, fishing and breaking the law. <laughs> I just remembered that right here. The text is still on my phone. It's true. We went fishing, and an hour later, at the entrance of that golf course, God as my witness, five sheriff cars, lights, sirens, blazing. Jim and I went running across that dark field, got in the truck and took off only to find out they were busting some drug runners right there at the entrance of that golf course and we could have been involved in that. That is true. So I just want to tell you if you ever hear that I got in trouble like one not having the law not a single one. We ran so fast we got out. We did fish one. We just got out. My God they're going to get us Jim. But it says right here Paul said so as to win those not having the law. I did say don't judge me, didn't I? Okay. To the weak, I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all men, so that by all possible means, I might save some. Now this is my verse. I do all this, for the sake of the gospel, that I may share in its blessings. I'd like to remind you that the word gospel means good news. And so I'm going to preach to you today the blessing of the good news. How many have ever gotten good news? Good news. Checks in the mail. Uh, I, I, the, they took this melanoma off my back several years ago, and they've done several... Uh, inspections after that and said you're that melanoma's gone i'm going thank god i've got these basal cell carcinomas they're going to work on my legs um i don't look forward to it 
but the last time they did that, the doctor called several days later and said, the uh, outlying areas are free of cancer. Well, that's a good news. That's just good, isn't it? The baby's born. You heard the good news. There's a baby. It's healthy. Uh, there was a car wreck, but nobody was hurt. Right? Just what, what is the blessing of that? Well, the, the news, but there's a sense, isn't there? Oh, yeah. Well, tell me, what is that feeling? Relief. Speak to me. Mm, joy. What is, it, what is it that you'd say? How do you identify that blessing that came from good news? Paul said, I do this for the good news and the blessings that come from good news. It's, it's good to tell somebody about Jesus and they go, wow, I love that. That's, the, I, that's important to me. I'm helped by what you said. And then what is the feeling? What is that fulfillment? Tell me. Give me a word. Something. Joy. Wholeness. Completeness. Harmony. Well, you're not helping much. I'm trying. Joy. What? What? Yeah, there's a, there's a whole a greatness. So Paul says, I, I, I'm doing, I'm telling people the good news. I'm doing this for the gospel and the blessings of the good news. So if I tell you good news today and you receive it, you get that whatever those words are. Ah, the sigh, the joy, the completeness, the greatness, the victory, the sense of wholeness, the peace that comes from the good news. And everybody say, praise the Lord. Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4, verse 4 through 8. Romans 4, verse 4 through verse 8. Now, when a man works, his wages are not credited to him as a gift, but as an obligation. Would you say amen if you understand that? If a man works, his wages are not credited to him as a gift, but as an obligation. However, to the man who does not work, but trusts God who justifies the wicked, his faith is credited as righteousness. That's beautiful. David says the same thing when he speaks of the blessedness of the man to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. Now that's a blessing. You didn't do anything right, but God blessed you anyway. That's a big deal, right? Because if you did it, then what you received is not a gift. It's your wages. But if you didn't do it, how many of you have ever not done well? We can talk about the sins of commission, all the stuff you did wrong, but there's some stuff you never did you should have done. Right? Somebody say amen. Verse 7 and 8, blessed. I'm talking about the blessing today, the blessing of the good news. Blessings of the good news. Listen, blessed are they whose transgressions are forgiven. Not who didn't transgress. Blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven. You ought to underline this. Whose sins are covered. That's a blessing to have your sins covered. Somebody say, got you covered, baby. I got you covered, baby. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will never count against him. Somebody knows that's right. Say amen. Amen. Blessed who 
whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will never, 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 never count against him. That's a blessing. Come on, it's a blessing. Hallelujah. So I, I, there's a couple things I want to do. Like I said, I want to bless you by this message, and I want, to, I want to show you how to position yourself. Rob, would you help me? Because even in Florida on vacation, there was a table in the, the room and a lamp, and I would uh, go there. This morning, I used our kitchen table at my house. I told you the leaked, and we got a mess in the what we call the talking room. And uh, my prayer chair is broken down, so I don't have a chair to sit in. So I sat at the table today, and I want to show you how to do this. You sit down. You get your water or your coffee. How many of you drink coffee in the morning? How many of you sigh when you get the first sip? You go, watch, here's what I do. Here's what you do. You go, away my wife bought me a little cup warmer little thing you put on the table and it heats up you know and you put your cup on top keeps your coffee hot <laughs> I used it this morning makes me happy I liked it I used it today and so then you put your Bible down and get uh, you probably should get a notebook a piece of paper or these these um, five by eight cards I I use these a lot and then you can put them down, and then you get your pens. Um, I suggest you go to uh, Staples or Target, get a red one, and then when you underline stuff in red, it means stop. Get a green one. And if you find something that you think you need to continue working on, you circle it with green, and you go, I need to keep going. Smart, huh? I'm, I'm teaching you something. Then get your pen that you can write your notes, and then you can color code the way you do it. You underline a verse, and I, so I've got some of these verses, like, like Romans four four through eight. I've got seven and eight in green, and that's like I'm saying, keep going, God, just keep going, right? Get it? Okay. So I read First Corinthians to you, where Paul said, "I do this." for the gospel and the blessings. And I've been thinking about blessings. So go with me now because this is how it happens. This is what happens. I'm thinking about that. I'm seated. I've got my Bible. I've got my notes. I'm thinking Genesis chapter 1. I remember that it says he blessed them. So I find it. Genesis 1, please. 26. You got your Bible? Got a... God said, let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Everybody say, let them rule. When God created you, he made you to rule, not to be under. 
Now, I know I'm white. I know it. But I'm going to tell you there's something in my spirit, and I preach about this a lot in this church, and I do it on purpose, and I'm doing it on purpose today. Because I'm going to tell you now that racial discrimination and putting people down is wrong by God. And if that's happened to you, I am encourage you to rise up. Even if you get a little out of hand, it's all right. Rise up and don't let anybody rule over you. Well, that's pretty weak, but that was at least some white people. It's all right to say amen. Jesse, say amen, because I know you believe this. And if you're a lady here today in this Me Too movement, has brought a lot of attention to the abuse of women. You need to rise up and say, no, I will not be abused. I'll not take it. Not, not a feeling. Not even, you don't have to touch me. You just make me feel bad. And my pastor will come and knock your block off. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd get in trouble. I could get in trouble legally defending women. I've done it two or three times with my own kids. I had three daughters, you know. We were walking across the parking lot, all my girls, my wife and my girls, and guys were saying really terrible words, sexually explicit words. And I said, hey, 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 guys, I got my girls here. There's three of them. I said, well, I'm just asking you to be careful a minute until we get out of, out of earshot from you. The guy said, what's it to you, Pops? I said, I'm going to tell you what's it to me. I'm going to whip all three of you in this parking lot right now. Terry said, what would you have done if they hadn't run? I said, I'd have whooped them. Because I think God puts something in every one of us. Hear me now. We're not supposed to be the tail. We're not supposed to be under people's feet. We're not supposed to. And it also applies to religion. Some of you are feeling the freedom. Now, remember the first verse I read is about freedom. You're feeling the freedom that comes slowly maybe because some of us were raised underneath. We were raised beneath. We were under. We were down. Right? And God said, I made you to rule. There's no wonder that there are people whose insides are ripped to shreds when they're bullied. When women want to rise up. When people of color feel something. I'm telling you, it's the Holy Ghost rising up saying, don't be ruled over. You are meant to rule, not to be ruled. And so I did that when I became your pastor. I said, you're not going to rule me and I'm not going to rule you. But I can tell you again, you're not going to rule me. Don't tell me what to do. Is that rebellious? Paul said, no, I'm free. I'm free from everybody. You've got to hear me today. I'm preaching something big to you. So I'm sitting here and I'm reading the blessings and, and, the, and, and this idea that the good news brings blessing to me. And I read that and I'm going, that, praise God, I'm not supposed to be ruled. I'm not supposed to be put down. People are rules. You know, the, that's what it says. Let them rule over. Okay, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Verse 28. Would you read this with me? I think I'm reading it from the NIV. If you can see it in the, on the screen behind me, could you read this with me? God blessed them. Would you say it aloud? And said to them, let's read together. Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth. Subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, over every living creature that moves on the ground. Um, I want to say something 
I, I got stuck on this. I was praying, you know, I'm like this, just like this, and I read that, and I had a thought. God created you, created me. I'll do it like I was doing. God gave me a sex drive right here. Increase, be fruitful. The religion I come from and the family I come from, man, you didn't deal with that. That was like the worst thing in the world to talk about. But I'd just like to tell you, God gave you sex drive. He made you like that. And he made you to enjoy it. <laughs> I love the quiet right now. Every one of you has enjoyed it. You need to go, amen. Amen. I need some men. I asked for some sopranos while I'm asking for baritone. Amen, brother. Amen. Give me, come on, give me, a, give me an amen, brethren. God did that. God blessed you with that. I thought I was cursed with that. Somebody help me. I'm, I'm praying. I'm reading my Bible. I'm sitting there with my notes, and I'm going, oh, my God. I should have said this 40 years ago. I should have been preaching this all my life. I should have been preaching this to youth camps. But I think I'll say it today because I just saw it. And I'm going, look at that. God did that. Why was I so angry at myself? Why was I so frustrated? What in the world has happened to our world? I won't stay there long, but I'm going to ask for one more. Amen. All right. That's good. Thank you. So he made them. Look at chapter 2, please. Verse 15. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. And he commanded the man, you're free. Eat from any tree in the garden. Do not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat it, you'll surely die. Do you remember this beautiful story? This is really basic. Why are we doing this again? Because I want you to know that there is a blessing in the good news. It's a blessing in the good news. So he puts him in the garden. Now I want you to go quickly to chapter 3. Just flip over to chapter 3, verse 26. 21, excuse me. Chapter Genesis 3, 21. Genesis chapter 3, verse 21. Um, um, I need somebody to read this real loud for me. Can you read that? Can you read it from where you are, Sparky? Read real loud. My wife is helping me preach today. I'm on the way to church today. I'm trying to teach you how to get good news. I'm teaching you today. Sit down with your Bible. Take a moment. Get a piece of paper. Get a pen. Get a cup of coffee. Maybe get your water. Take just a moment. Take a breath before you take running off for the day. Sit down and receive good news. Because when you get good news, it's a blessing. I read that verse. Sparky, can you, is this still up there? Read it one more time, real loud. Listen to this. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. How many people were on the planet? Two. This is marvelous gospel, you guys. God covered, blessed are the man whose sins are covered. God covered everybody on the planet. In one act, took care of everybody on the earth. He's still doing that. All 
People made fun of me all my life because the definition of all is all. When it says that he died for all, it means all. When he loved the world, it means the whole world. And when he covered Adam and Eve, it's just a sign he can cover everybody in one minute. If you feel bad for what you did yesterday, you need to shake it off, baby. The blessing today is there's good news for you. God, blessed is the man whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man who God will never count his sins against him. Hallelujah. Now let's go back. Yeah, yeah. Now it's, it's good. He covered, he covered everybody on the earth. Gave them all clothes. I love that. So God took him, put him in the garden. Now let's look at chapter 3, verse 1. The serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals that God made. And he said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? If you've heard this story before, would you say amen? You say, Pastor, why are you reading this again? Because it's good news and it's going to bless you. This is going to bless you. This is wonderful, right? God gave us sex drive. I don't, I'm not going to cuss the devil anymore. God said rule, don't be ruled. God set it up. God set it up that some of you would come to this church pastored by a white man so you could hear it in your ears that there's a white man saying, do not let anybody rule over you because it's one thing for people of color to say it. It's another thing for a white man to say it. Don't be ruled. It's one thing for women to rise up. I think they should rise up and be crazy. But it's another thing for men to get on board and say, don't ever let anybody put you down. Don't let anybody intimidate you. Don't let that happen to you. Scream about it. Shout about it. Raise a ruckus. Find somebody that will stand up for you. Well, I need some soprano amens. You see, you're repeating yourself on purpose. The woman said, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say, you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden. You must not touch it or you'll die. You will not surely die, the serpent said to the woman. God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened. You'll be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. I wish I knew how to make temptation music. In the movies, you know, they got the, here comes the sneaky guy, or here comes, you know, and you're all sitting there going, don't, don't open the door. Don't open that door. Right? Don't you do that? And you know they're going to open that door. They are going to open the door. Right? Am I right? And you're sitting there going, oh, God. And, you know, so we're watching. And we're going to Eve. Hey, 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 don't, don't. But she's looking at it. And she licks her lips and wipes her mouth. And she's going, oh, that looks good. It's called temptation. How about Nate's song from I don't know how long ago? Green-eyed nice guy with pockets full of white lies. Huh? Temptation. I want to talk about temptation for just a moment. I want to talk about the heat of the temptation, how it gets in your head. You start wanting, and you can't stop wanting. You focus on it. You think about it. You try to get your head out of it. You try to think about it. You turn your head, and you turn your head right back. Then you start obsessing. And if you aren't careful, it doesn't take very long. It doesn't take much of a conversation 
It doesn't take long to justify. Even though you know it's wrong. Gentlemen, let me tell you what you need to do. You need to learn to count to ten. Count to ten. And while you're counting, think about the consequences of this decision. Just think about it before you do it. Think about your wife. Think about your kids. Think about it. Ladies, before you bite, you're looking. But before you decide, because your decisions have consequences, count to ten and consider just a moment because temptation can fill you. Mind body and soul and though it's pure and she knows better she took it and she took a bite and it says she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it how many of you of you know the scriptures that speak of the consequences of these decisions that now we have all born into sin. That because of this fall, we are all fallen. How many of you understand that the consequences of this moment are astronomical? How terrible. It's just unbelievable that the whole plan is like this. I don't understand God at all if this is the end of the story. I don't get it. How he could blame me for those two suckers eating that apple. What? How's that my fault? How'd you give me that? I wasn't even there. One of the only things I didn't do wrong was this one. Come on, somebody help me. You've got to hear what I'm telling you this morning, you guys. I'm reading this, and I'm looking at this. And it says, verse 7, please look. Then the eyes of both of them were opened. And what does it say? Sparky, would you read what's in, in parentheses? They... What's the next word say? They what? Realized? Shout, they realized. Shout that for me. They realized. Well, they were naked already. They were naked already. God made them naked, you guys. God made them that way. God knew they were naked. God made them naked. Now they realize that they're naked. Their eyes are open. And they realize something that they didn't know a moment ago. The both, they, open, they realize they're naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Everybody say then. So they're naked. They start putting these leaves together. And then it's evening, the cool of the day. And they can hear God walking. Are you with me? Folks, this is how you get this stuff. You sit and you read and you have a pencil and you go, oh my God. They heard God. God didn't disappear. God didn't abandon them. They failed and God showed up. That has got to hit somebody better than that. God showed up. They failed. They disobeyed. 
Jesse, they did the exact thing he told them not to do. And God showed up. Is anybody happy about that? Is anybody glad for your own family, for your own life? Are you thankful for your children, grandchildren? Are you thankful? God showed up. Oh, America's made a horrible mistake. I know God will show up. Hang, just hang. It'll be all right. Are you listening to me? God showed up. And they hid from the Lord. In the trees, but the Lord, look at verse 9. I love this. This is making me crazy. I can't sit here much longer. I read this sitting down like this. The Lord called. The Lord called. Where are you? God, I love that. This is the blessing. I feel it right now. The blessing of the good news. The good news, I know they failed. I hate that. I know their eyes were open, and now we all have to wear clothes because of these people. Yeah, thank God. Some of you are... Oh, stop it. Stop. I'm trying to teach you something, and you're getting so off. The Lord said, where are you? Where are you? I love God for this. I know, I know my own failure, you guys. I know my sin. I, I'm sorry they did what they did. But boy, I'm blessed by the good news that God showed up. And when he did, he called for them. He didn't curse them. He didn't put them down. He didn't send them to hell. He didn't burn them. He called them. He's still calling people. You guys, he's still calling people. He's still calling people in trouble that are hiding. Are you listening to me? We got friends that ought to be here today, but they're hiding. You're hearing the gospel today, and it ought to be a blessing to you to say, thank God I go to the church that preaches the good news, because the good news is I have fallen. That's not the good news. No, that's not the end of the verse. God showed up and called for you. That's a blessing to me. I'm seeing the old story, and I'm going, this is wonderful. How wonderful. It gives me hope. It gives me hope. And it makes me not want to hide. I hid it. My wife was saying, Mickey, do you have to tell everything? Do you have to tell all your sins to everybody? I just don't need to hide anymore. I don't have to hide. I'm weak. I suffer sometimes. I struggle with my faith. Sometimes I make the wrong decision. Sometimes I eat the apple. And I knew better when I did it. And I'm learning. If you just count to ten, if you just quit it, listen, ladies, those boots will be at that store tomorrow. You don't have to buy them right now. Somebody said amen. Where are you? Verse 10. Adam said, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked. So I hid. Just a minute. Can you go back to verse 25 of chapter 2? I'm not really stuck on naked, you guys. Well, maybe I am. I don't mean to be. But I want you to look up here. They were naked, but they weren't ashamed. Right? So we have shame, and now we have fear. They're ashamed. They know they're naked. They're not, they weren't ashamed. Now they're ashamed. And they weren't afraid, but now there's fear. 
Are you listening? I don't know how many of you have ever been ashamed or felt less than or put down or how many of you have had real fear. But these people were afraid because I was naked. I hid. And the Lord said, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree I commanded you not to eat from? Then the man said, everybody say the man said. Say it louder. The man said, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit and I ate it. If you have a pen, underline that in green and keep moving. The man said, the woman. The Lord said to the woman, what have you done? And the woman said, everybody say, the woman said. The woman said, and the serpent deceived me. And then the Lord God said. So the Lord speaks to the serpent and curses the serpent. He speaks to the woman and prophesies of the pain in childbirth. He speaks to Adam and says, the ground is going to be cursed because you're going to have to work now. Look what you've done. And then we read the verse 21. Sparky read it real loud for me. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. So when you get your Bible and you read uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 23 and you see Paul said I'm free and I I can be weak and I can be a Jew and I can be lawless but I do all this for the gospel for the good news and the blessings of the gospel I'm telling you read your Bible and read until you get to verse 23 that says and God made coverings for him he covered him up and then you remember, oh, that's what Romans 4 says. Blessed is the man. Blessed are the people. Blessed is the person who God covers. God covers. God covered them. And my final thought, this is the, God, this is the gospel. There ought to be some blessing that comes to you when you go, oh, my God. Fear and shame didn't last one day with God. So quit worrying about what you did yesterday. Quit letting your past rule you. Don't let your past failures define your future. Hear me. Shame and fear didn't last one day. That evening, God showed up, and he covered them. It took away their shame, took away their fear. Do not be afraid. Don't listen to all the past. Don't listen to orthodoxy. Don't listen to other religions. You read your Bible and listen to the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit show you. In one day, they failed. And the same, before nightfall, I like that. So I'm laughing, I'm crying, and I got my pen out, and I got my little red, see my little red and green circles and all that. Yeah, I'm going, this is, this is just marvelous. 
So I'm going to bless you now, and we're going home. Praise the Lord, I'm going to bless you. Praise the Lord, we're going home, Mary. Okay. Okay. Numbers chapter 6, verse 24. Numbers chapter 6, verse 24. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. God bless you. God bless you and keep you. May God be good to you. May you remember that shame and fear don't last a day. You're blessed. And what a blessing the good news is. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes. To learn more about Grace Place, please visit our website at graceplacemn.org. Thanks for listening. May God bless you this week.